NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? So I swear to the Dark Lord that this is true. I had a dream. This weekend, we were in Indianapolis and Grand Rapids. I want to say thank you to everybody who came out and saw our live shows right before Thanksgiving. It was was a blast to be in your tundra-like world, which does have, it does get sad in there. It does feel like the sad scenes from planes, trains, and automobiles in Grand Rapids, but everybody was super friendly. The beer was awesome, blah, blah, blah. Just thank you. Um, But this is true. So while I was there, I had a dream that aliens came and abducted me. Like it was, because I do have these dreams as we were preparing for this best of episode. Like I was listening to some of these episodes again. And so th- I always get alien dreams. And I swear, we I go in, I'm in the UFO and I'm on a table, I'm on a slab. And I look over and I see fucking Kissel is there too. And it's like the worst sight of him possible, right? Because I look over and he's got like a surgical gown on, but it's like open from the back. And I mean, you've just never seen, you know, he's not here. I get to do this by myself. So I, I get to do, I can say whatever I want about him. Um, he legitimately looks like if Shrek was pink. If you see him from behind, I, cause there are times when it's like his pants that does dip and you just see his butt looks like an evil moon, you know? Um, but I look and I saw his crack and I saw his like his weird pasty red back and his, his head turned to me and he literally went, you know, uh, they said uh, they, they weren't into the live show. Yeah, they weren't in the whole rundown. Every single thing that uh, you talked about, they weren't into. And it's like, you talking about the, the grays? He's like, yeah, yeah, they hated it every minute of it. So thanks. It's good to get a review from another species in my dreams. Welcome to last podcast on the left. Thanksgiving best of edition. We are off for the week. Our editors are sleeping, not having to hear us scream. Everybody else is, has, has run away for the week. But we are here now, and I want to explain why we are doing this, because it's Thanksgiving. And one thing that's really nice, you might be amongst your family right now. Wouldn't it be nice to have something fucking different to talk about besides anything that's happening? 
in in current pop culture. Like, wouldn't it be nice to be like, yeah, I got abducted last weekend, definitely got space raped, and then everyone be like, oh, great. Oh, that's something new. Thank Christ Christina came, you know? But today we're covering some best of alien abduction material. Um, we got a good collection of old and new. You can kind of see, I think what's fun is you see the scope of alien abductions and how we have treated them and how it goes all the way from our star, Whitley Strieber, all the way up to sweet, sweet Elizabeth Clare, who was just looking to get effed. But thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with Jack Parsons number three and back to regular scheduled programming just, you know, in general. And also by then we will we'll be smiling because we'll be filled with wine. All right. Hail Satan. We'll see you on the other side. Live from your grave. Man, I'm, I'm so excited uh, for this episode today. We're going to be talking all about aliens. And, We're finally uh, back to some real news. And this does, this actually does feel like the most <laughs> real news that we've ever covered before. <laughs> some real stuff. Indeed. Were you here for last week's episode? Some real stuff we're going to get into <laughs> today. Things. You know what I mean? Some real things, some important hot mm-hmm. button issues. First of all, before we even get into this, you know, I'm just going to first like, no, 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 no. The truth is out there. Oh, that was your X-Files I've been watching theme? a lot of X-Files recently. I've been drinking white Russians, mm-hmm. smoking weed, and watching X-Files every night before going to bed. You know, that's a really healthy thing for someone of your psyche to do. I yeah. drink about a, a, two jelly jars full of white Russian mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. going to bed. I love that a weight of measurement for you is a jelly jar. How many <laughs> ounces how is in a jelly jar? I don't know. How much jelly can one eat over six months? <laughs> a lot. You know, I've been, eat, I've been also up in my jelly intake. Good. But I'm getting focused. Well, I'll tell you, whatever past life uh, your toilet had, it, it was bad. Because your <laughs> toilet is currently living a toilet hell. I really and, think that my toilet was Mangala. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> it must have been. So let's because talk. I am just fucking poop rape in that toilet. Well, I'm sure he's figuring out everything Woo! that's wrong with human beings. I took a, I must have took a six-pound dump the other day. You know what? Let's edit it out. That's disgusting. <laughs> no one wants to think about it. So today, um, all right. we're, today we're getting into a, a, a new subset of the alien genre of, yes. of thought, uh, alien implants, and also some of the meaning behind alien abductions. Uh, sadly, it's got a, not a lot to do with the reptilians today. Mm-hmm. The big thing not is also much. to remember, like when we talk about this, is that we have w- what the government, I mean, refuses to reveal. <laughs> Absolutely. Properly. They're yeah. weak-minded. But we've had close uh, relationships with up to 12 different alien races. The mm-hmm. reptilians are just one of them from Alpha Draconis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and yes, they're a part of the NWO. That's a whole other sure. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Then again, who am I to say? I'm just a puppet. You know what You're I mean? Just I'm puppet. just another radio puppet of whatever mm-hmm. reptilian ghost is floating in my brain right now. Absolutely. So let's start off talking about the grandfather of this sort of alien uh, implant type situation and whatnot, a fellow named Whitley Stryber. Now, I uh, listened to an, a f- one of the most compelling episodes of Coast to Coast I've ever heard in my life. Whitley Stryber was on recently. He's been on Coast to Coast many times for years. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most important figures in, in alien research. What makes him so important uh, in alien research? He wrote a book called Communion, which was also okay. turned into a movie starring Christopher Walken, which is terrible. But he, uh, how was Walken in it? He's stuttery and Walken. He's just <laughs> walking. He's Christopher Walken. Right. He right, has right. been playing Christopher Walken like a minstrel show for approximately thirty years. And by the way, can I just say this? No more Walken memes. No. I'm sick of walking into a bar. No. You oh, know, yeah. this is me walking. Whatever. No more Christopher Walken puns. I'm he's over. Done. It. We get it. His man. last name he's is very Walken. mean. He's a mean man. He's very mean. And he, he hates his life. What's he that? did kill Natalie Wood. He's yeah. a fucking murderer. He's so a murderer. So everybody who's listening to this, if you live in Los Angeles, 
Go to his house mm-hmm. with big signs that say, Christopher Walken, who murdered Natalie Wood? Question you, 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 did did. you, you did it. You, you did, did it. You did it. You did it. No more. These boots were made for Walken. No more Walken no means. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. He's um, a killer. And he was mean to Hong Kong Henry Zabrowski. No reason to be mean to somebody who's got such a sunshiny face. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody who only walks around just want to put a smile on mm-hmm. people. Only want to tell people about how, you know, maybe, be, you know. A different alien race is inside of you, and that's sure. why I don't like you. We're going to get to that. <laughs> we will be getting to that. Okay, let's go back. So Whitley Stryber, Whitley. Uh, she, he wrote this book, Communion, which is about mm-hmm. uh, his various abduction uh, scenarios. I'm just going to read through where it all started with Whitley Stryber. So he was actually abducted. Yes. Okay. Uh, he was a well-known author. He wrote several uh, horror novels. He wrote the uh, the Howling, the book for the Howling, okay. or it was, it was another one. It was several werewolf books. Okay, yeah. that got turned into movies before Twilight and all those other werewolf movies yes, destroyed before, the werewolf. Before and Hemlock Grove. Ugh. Yikes! All right, so Whitley Stryber, uh, he had a, a cabin in the in the woods. Uh, I forget exactly. Oh, it was mm. in, in northern New York. Okay, and he experienced one night an an incredible an incredible abduction it was 1985 he was a he was security conscious guy he was like this a very paranoid weird guy as survivalist of sorts yes. and he even said on this interview is that he was the last person in the fucking world who had ever like cop to the idea of, of aliens being real. Mm. He thought that anybody that believed in aliens was a fucking moron. Right. And he, he said he specifically said it in a drunken argument with his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law gave him this book randomly just being like, aliens, the truth in, in space. And he was just like, fuck you, you're a moron, I'll never do this. Oh, that's when you pull your sister aside and be like, why the fuck did you marry Tim? Yeah. What it's are you thinking? Because he's got that long dong, Whitley. You know what? Conversation's oh, and he done. Makes Conversation's done now. In my bottom. Okay, well, you know what? That's fine. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I I don't care anymore. Just get through Christmas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so we activated the security system at 11 p.m. Okay. on December 26. Also very interesting. In 1985, day. what In was the security system? Just twisted sister would play. It if was somebody a opened bunch the door. Of cans, yeah, yeah, a bunch of cans like tied to a, a thing of Kirk Cameron. <laughs> yeah, a big like life size cutout of Kirk Cameron like in front of the door. Yeah, family ties just starts playing on the TV. Yeah. Someone's in my living room. So he. Uh, his alarm system goes off in the middle of the night, but his wife doesn't wake up. Okay. He wakes up, and he's like, there must be something. Someone's robbing my house. Someone's coming for my novels. <laughs> Think about <laughs> it. It's not true. No one ever robs a novelist. No, 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 no. Um, he walks nothing. down into the living room, and he sees a creature. Next thing you know, he wakes up, uh, and he is uh, in his woods. Okay. He's out in the middle of the woods. He's got a pain in the side of his head and mm-hmm. a pain in his feet and his pain in his foot. And he, he has no idea what happened. Okay. So basically he comes home. He thinks he's had some kind of episode and he goes to a doctor. His doctor like checks him basically like th- his diagnosis is, is that he had a seizure. Okay. So something's still not sitting right. He's incredibly uncomfortable all the time. He, he keeps not flashing back and dreaming. Not a hammer. Okay. No, he wasn't Ed Larson. That's good, man. His hemorrhoids are just like, too fucking like it's like you could see the redness of his hemorrhoids through his pants. Yeah, just watch <laughs> um, a video about a uh, on orangutan's butts, and it's yes, pretty much Henry. That's or, a, yeah, uh, that's Ed Larson. Don't do that. Don't you I'm curse sorry. me like that. I'm sorry. That's the one fat man physical ailment I do not have. Yes. Um. So he goes to the doctor. <laughs> the doctor checks out all. Check over out, his he's body. like, well, maybe you had some kind of seizure. So he goes to a hypnotist eventually because he keeps having these nightmares. Mm. And in this dream, like basically in this session, he is visited by four different alien races. Uh, mm-hmm. One is a tiny robot. One is a short, stout, fat little man. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Not me. <laughs> I wasn't mm-hmm. there. You know, could have been a doppelganger of me. Sure. Or the prototype of me, if we want to say my DNA strain was built from some sort of alien hybrid race. Or you could say that. I keep jumping forward. Or a future version of you that has traveled back in time. Think super, yeah, exactly. The superhuman theory, exactly. Mm-hmm. Did these aliens uh, make him less greedy? Did he learn a valuable lesson? Was no. he no longer a miser well, after no, they mean, visited? It, it ruined his life like it ruins everybody's life. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, they, they stuck a Carol needle ended. into his brain. They stuck a needle like through his eye into his brain. Okay. They stuck a tube up his asshole. Mm. And they put, um, they put an implant in his ear. And what he okay. said is that during that time... Two people, two humans dressed in lab coats came out of the from the side areas and they they opened up his ear and they okay. put in this white disc into into his face. Right. And ever since then, he would be like it, as the years progressed in that cabin, mm-hmm. constantly abducted. Like it, to Was the he point- doing something to get abducted? Was he out there like people do on ghost adventures? Like, where are you, ghost? Where? Like, come get come me. on, aliens. I'm out here all naked yeah. and things with this asshole up in the air. Well, a, 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 the thing was, he said that he kept it secret for years. He didn't okay. tell his wife that he was experiencing these things because he was pretty certain that he had been raped. He was mm-hmm. like, I had been raped by a man in the woods, and my brain is processing it this way. He still refused to believe it. And if but, you want to know, like, what? What do I keep secret in life? Like, that's one of the experiences you keep secret You in do life. that if you've yeah. been forcibly raped. In the woods? Oh, yeah. That's Definitely. sad. Mm-hmm. That's a, It's just like you can't be like, oh, how's Gregory doing in school? Like, oh, no, he's doing really good. Yeah, I is. was raped yesterday. <laughs> oh, that is a shame. Isn't that bad? So Whitley is uh, not admitting to himself that he is violently raped by aliens. Yes. And it, basically, like, over time, it keeps happening over and over and over again to the point where he finally tells his wife, she says that she's experiencing the same thing where it's like oh. she'd wake up in the woods and it got to the point where he's like, I need to make some sort of peace with these creatures or whatever's going. He called them the visitors mm-hmm. for a long time. He would never even say the term aliens, because then again, we live in an alien shaming like society, sure. because if you want to believe that the MJ-12 set this up fucking in the 1950s, which is the idea that in order to fully suppress the idea that aliens are abducting people or visiting earth at all is that you have to ridicule anybody who says anything about aliens right so essentially j12 the majestic 12 group that were a part of the original alien cover-up crew okay. for roswell okay well that's a whole other episode yeah, yeah we'll get into that all later, of these is like I, we could do nine episodes just in what yeah. we're going to talk about today yeah um so whitley and his so, wife are so getting interesting tonight and they start like trying to commune with the visitors, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he he came to terms with it, mm-hmm. and now he sort of like supports these visitors coming. Okay. For a long time, he could almost conjure them. They would sit and they would try to make contact with visitors, like mm-hmm. basically just thinking about it, which is now you'd call remote viewing. He didn't know that they were doing it at the time, sort of projecting your consciousness up to like speak with the visitors. Just a deep meditation type situation, yes. and that they would come. And he brings scientists from all over the world to stay at his cabin. They were seeing stuff. He said this fucking crazy story about how he he would specifically brought this again. But then it's always like an anonymous person that he brought to his house because his job is too important to remotely be connected to anything alien wise. He was like right. an editor of a big time magazine is what he said. Mm-hmm. So uh, the editor is sleeping down in the basement. He has a, another separate couple sleeping in another room. Okay. He basically, they're all asleep. Whitley's asleep. He doesn't, he doesn't experience any of this. 
the couple see an entity like mm-hmm. in the room. It pops up in the room. They wake up and there is a full visitor in the room. Okay. And they they're they've seen it several times now. So they're like kind of calm with it. They're like, okay. Uh, they, they 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 were just like we we know if the, like we know you're here. We give you permission mm-hmm. to be here. Like like granting it like like psychic thing. And they were like, is there something that you want me to do for you? The visitor said to him. And the, he had the whole house wired with cameras so he could try and capture this. Shit. But this is still 1985. This is. 19, yeah, 1987. So, 90, okay, so, so it was the cameras like a 90-pound camera. It right. had a beta tape in it. Mm-hmm. So as they were, maybe she's, they were like, if you could do something for us, could you walk down the hallway mm-hmm. to downstairs, go downstairs to the editor's room mm-hmm. and show him that you're here? So what they they met an alien from another world. You could ask him anything. You could ask anything that he would want no, they, to do. Because at this and point, they wanted to play a prank, though, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> yes. on the editor. That's they the wanted business. to do a kind of camera thing. Can you scare my buddy? Come down. You're not, he's going to love it. He's, he's going to love it. Barry's going to get a fucking kick out of this. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> well, he oh, did no, know, it, no, I don't want to know the secrets of the universe. They had lined that whole hallway with banana peels. So, so, so <laughs> okay. And you should see there's several YouTube links of those, like the <laughs> Benny Hill theme coming on and some alien is like, whoa, 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 slipping down the hallway. Um, so he asks, so he walks past the cameras. Of course, nothing gets caught, but he walks right. down to the editor's like bed. He sits on the end of the, he wakes up and there is an entity sitting on the end of the, end of the bed. And then okay. Whitley describes it sometimes what these aliens do in response to fear is that like anything it we'll talk about this a lot just in terms of abduction scenarios mm-hmm. like altogether it's it's like anything it's like people who have visions of the afterlife your brain makes things the way your brain wants it just, to be right like how the, when you watch something you're gonna you're gonna get whatever you give yeah so a lot of times when these visitors experience human fear what he says that they do is that they reflect it back. And so when he popped up, he was incredibly scared. Sure. He saw this entity on the thing. And according to him, it literally, it had its back turned to him and then it turned to face him mm-hmm. and its face turned into this fucking hawk Ooh. creature face. This like crazy huge thing, like literally like, and then snapped and disappeared. And he literally went, ran screaming from the house. So he was just like, ah! They, they came out to him and he's just like, I can't fucking be here. I can't see. I can't deal with this shit anymore. He scared the alien away. Yeah. Yeah. Always remember the alien is more scared than you are. But you're going to see this a lot in all abduction scenarios. You're going to see people seeing cartoonish UFOs. Like mm-hmm. in one abduction scenario, a yeah. guy looked out his window and he saw two raccoons the size of tigers in his tree. Yeah. Like they were sitting there, like in his avocado tree, and then the next thing you know, he w- he wakes up and he's in a field. Oh, that and just happens. That happens in Mexico. <laughs> the raccoons are huge over there. Absolutely, or just a man in a raccoon concert, it's like a costume, just like gotten done, like handing out menus for some sort of <laughs> raccoon themed garbage pail restaurant. Yeah, you know, it's a good restaurant. You got to check <laughs> it out. Raccoonies. raccoonies. Yeah, right. I love you raccoonies. Rac- you just dig through. It's just like trash bl- cans just brunch. filled with stew. Yeah. Just dig your hands in it. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. Go like. Go like. Go like. <laughs> just $5 it's every dip. You're like, oh, that is good stew. It is though. good stew. I'm so glad. Ooh, apple cores. Mm. <laughs> and through the resources from the National Enquirer, APRO was able to hire their own hypnotherapist who was able to unlock Travis's memories to give us the full story of just what happened after his friends sped off into the darkness to leave him at the mercy of extraterrestrial beings. Mm. What follows is the account Travis gave to Penthouse Magazine, which, along with all the letters and piss, 
actually had some pretty good journalism here and there. All right. I, I, unfortunate, the, 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 yes, the really good condensed version of his abduction was in Penthouse Magazine. But I do back up this complete account because I have listened to, and I swear to God, I've listened to seven different Travis Walton speeches. I'm talking over 12 hours wow. of Travis Walton. I've listened to over the last week. And he hits all these exactly. He he has the story down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I back this up. Now, the moment the beam hit Travis, he blacked out. He didn't even remember hitting the ground. For a time, he faded in and out of consciousness. The only thing he remembered from that period was a light a few feet above and intense pain in his head and hmm. chest. And when he woke up fully, he was lying on a table and noticed that the room he was in was hot and humid, the air so wet he could hardly breathe. Uh-oh. And loggers thrive in that because their chest hairs can actually, loggers' chest hair can actually bring in moisture like a plant. Huh. <laughs> Makes sense. Then Travis heard movement. As his eyes adjusted, Travis saw that he was in the presence of three alien creatures. Uh-oh. They were a little under five feet tall with large, bald, domed heads. Their eyes were gigantic and surprisingly brown. Huh. Hmm. With no eyelashes and no eyebrows. And when they blinked, the lids slid down and rolled back up again like pull-down window shades. (laughs) Oh, you don't got to tell me. Their skin was white and marshmallowy. That was his words. Those are, that is Travis Walton's words. Marshmallowy? Yeah, marshmallowy. Mm, take a little bite out of them. <laughs> Their mouths, ears, and noses were tiny, but Travis does admit they may have been normal sized features on a huge head, making them look tiny, like Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah, he's got like a full, he's got a, a boy's face on a big fat alcoholic's head. Right. <laughs> he's right. kind of like, um, it's like Paul Giamatti if he had alopecia. <laughs> they're very intense looking. Yeah. The drawings of them, they're very, I mean, obviously very otherworldly. We're going to see a lot of different variations in the idea of grays. He said that they did look like robots. That's, a, huh. that's another thing he described, that they moved very strangely and they were very, um, Soft. Interesting. You're also describing if she shaved her head, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> yes. That tiny little face, and there's so much stuff around. Yeah, she's got a tiny face. Very strange. Yeah, yeah. Very strange indeed. Now, Travis understandably freaked out once he realized aliens were standing over him, so he lashed out and hit the creatures to his right, who he said was surprisingly light, and fell into the next one, knocking them both over. The way it seems like, it's like, have you ever, like, ever wanted to look at like an 85 year old woman and know you could just like snap her arms by pulling on her wrist yeah like you could just grab an old woman and like push her down real hard and it'd be really easy it was like that i don't know yeah i really don't do that yeah you know i never thought about that beating up an old woman not beating up an old woman how easy it would be to beat up an old woman those I'm are six two foot very, seven i look are, at you and i think that <laughs> Even though you're wiry and tough. Yeah, I am. Stringy. I'm like Deceptively strong. Oh, yeah, man. Like a piece of jerky that's just been sitting out on a cabinet for weeks. Ah, you're not old trapper jerky. I can't be knocked over. (laughs) I know. No one's ever knocked you over. So Travis stood up and staggered backwards against the wall near some shelves. He saw a clear tube and figured he could break off the end and use it as a stabbing tool, bar fight style. 
But when he tried to break it, he found that the tube was unbreakable and was too light to be used as a club. Travis said as he was smashing the tube into the shelf over and over again, the aliens held up their hands in what sounds like the universal gesture for just be cool, man, calm down. Be cool, be cool, this I am Klaxar, this is my friend. I think his name is also Klaxar. We've never exchanged names before. Hi, hello. Why do we've been working together for six months? We should have had some sort of intro by now. But Listen, I we just need you to cool out, cool out. We're gonna put this tube up your penis. It it will be fine. Trust us. Ask Barney Hill. He loved it. Horrified. When Travis refused to cool out, the aliens turned and hurried out the room through a hallway. Hmm. Travis, at a loss for what to do, walked the same way. But as the aliens had turned right down the corridor, Travis. There's also remembering there's a part of the the way that he describes the environment of the UFO, I think, is very important, is that it looks like brush metal gray. It is all gray. It's like he's an entire it looks like aluminum foil, the other side of it. And all there's no seams on the walls. He's in this big triangle shaped room that leads to another weirdly organically shaped tube that he goes back out into the hallway. So it feels like which is another interest because I was reaching Richard Dolan's new book, UFOs for the 20th first century mind and he brought up another idea of that the idea of a craft is also alive that the craft could also possibly be an entity why are you fucking snickering at me yeah because that because that was in fucking Battlestar Galactica yeah good for them so somebody yeah, read the know. UFOs for the 21st century mind yeah when did UFOs for the 21st century mind come out Go fuck yourself. I'm looking at this thing don't now. get into a nerd battle over this. this 2014 2014 yes yeah but I'm just saying. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica was 2007. Richard Dolan's UFOs for a 21st Century Mind is a very oh good God. collection Mark, of all. Hold that cover up for. Look at, look at, look at it. Look how cool that cover is. <laughs> it's Richard Dolan, his head. Cop what was over. that TV show as a kid? It's Monty Python. Yes, yes, Monty. Yeah, it's like the art of Terry Gilliam, the animation of Terry Gilliam. A wonderful yeah. artist. No, but technically, he can just say anything, right? No. <laughs> no. I am just I am just in a I am just in a snit today. I am the angriest I'm, I've ever been. I'm sorry. So Travis walked down the hallway until a door opened to his right. He walked in to find a round room with nothing but a metal chair on a single pole sitting in the middle facing the other direction. Hmm. Travis carefully approached the chair thinking he might find someone sitting there waiting for him. But he found that as he walked closer and closer, the lights grew dimmer. And the darker it got, the more stars Travis could see all around him, above, below, everywhere, wow. like an all-encompassing planetarium. And when he got to the chair, Travis saw that there was a panel of buttons and a small green screen on the right armrest, while the left only had a lever. Travis looked across the room and saw some rectangular patterns, which he figured to be doors. And he thought that maybe one of the buttons on the chair armrest mm -hmm. might open the door. So he just started pushing him. Henry, is this how you would react if you were abducted? It seems like just a drunk father trying to watch the Super Bowl and he can't <laughs> figure out how to turn the TV on. Well, he is not nearly as prepared as Dwayne. So he got there. Of course, he's very scared. He's very disoriented. He's in a lot of pain. He was thrown by the blue beam. He was, his shoulder hurts. He's all fucked up. He doesn't want to do so. He's scrambling. What I imagine I would do is coolly, calmly sit Go through the investigation with the aliens. I would describe to them, honestly, I am as just as, as invested in this phenomenon as you are as workers, as your subject. And I'm willing to meet you 
to really get to the crux of what it is you're discovering. What are you trying to discover? How can I help you? Huh. All right. Well, when nothing happened, when Travis pressed all the buttons, he decided to try the lever. <laughs> he found that when he pushed the lever, the stars moved while staying in their same astrological position. It sounds to me like Travis stumbled upon some sort of super cool interactive star map. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's fucking cool as shit. Yeah, dude. You, you plug that into your PS4, man. <laughs> that's some cool shit. But after a bit, Travis figured he should probably stop screwing around with mysterious buttons and levers. And he left it all alone. But as soon as he stopped, he heard a noise. He turned around and saw a man standing there. Just a regular run-of-the-mill white dude. The only thing that set him apart physically were his eyes, mm. which looked slightly larger than normal and were shining bright gold. Ooh. Like Shia LaBeouf. Yes. <laughs> Travis said the guy was about six foot, well built, and wore a tight blue jumpsuit with a clear bubble helmet. Hmm. Travis started yelling and screaming, but the stranger gave no answer. He just smiled. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> he waited for Travis to calm down and took him by the arm to lead him out of the star room. Travis figured the guy hadn't answered because he couldn't hear on account of the helmet. Uh. So Travis went along hoping for answers down the line should the helmet be removed. You would think that they would have like some kind of device in the helmet that would allow the person to hear. Yes, like a, like a sound. not as prepared as Dwayne, but that was Travis's idea. Not as prepared as Dwayne, I and mean, that was Travis. I, his immediate response to the he couldn't hear because of the helmet. But we don't know, but maybe he didn't want to talk, or maybe he was not in fact a human, but in fact the Nordic, and could not speak to him. Okay, mm -hmm. they walked together to an airlock, and when they got to the other side, the atmosphere seemed to change. The dank wetness <laughs> was replaced by a cool freshness. And Travis said the. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, it just sounds like trying new deodorant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the dank wetness will be replaced with a cool, whatever, the, the cool freshness. freshness. <laughs> Travis said the light was bright like sunlight. They walked through what Travis assumed to be a hangar of sorts as he saw three UFOs similar to the one that had taken him parked inside. Once they were through the hangar, the stranger brought Travis through the hallway to another room where two men and a woman were waiting. These three weren't wearing helmets and all had long, dirty blonde hair. Stranger sat Travis down and left the room. Travis tried to ask him where the hell he was and what the hell they were doing, but again, they just smiled and stared. Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> so glad that you moved here. <laughs> so what kind of race are we talking here? Nordic. With uh, the aliens. Nordics. These are Nordics. And what are they all about again? Sex. We're going to get into an episode about this at some point where I wanted to do another episode we will do is that we will talk about specifically Nordic abductions. And I got to tell you what. It's pretty fucking saucy. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, they milk you, but they milk you in a good way. Oh, I see. Good milking. Okay. Well, the woman then stood up, took Travis by the arm, and started leading him to another table. Travis started to get a little agitated again, so they pulled something like an oxygen mask over Travis's face, and before he could reach up to pull it off, he was unconscious again. And the next thing he knew, he was standing next to the highway outside Haber, Arizona, watching one of the craft he'd seen in the hangar hovering above him. A light went out as if a hatch was closing, and the UFO shot straight up into the air without a sound. And out of the five days that he'd been missing, 
Travis claims this was the only chunk of time he remembered. And what he said was that it all told when he talked to the hypnotherapist afterwards, it seemed like it's really just he remembers about 20 minutes of that time period. So five days total, though, huh? Yeah, five days he was gone. Yikes. Live from your grave. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. So, on March 14th, 1994, Mike Evans and his wife were visited by extraterrestrials in their hotel room. Cool. And on the very same night, several of their friends who were staying in adjacent rooms in the same hotel were also experiencing an encounter. So, basically, yeah. you know, there was a line of people all together that were all staying on the same floor, not at the Hotel Del Coronado. It was a place called the Village Inn. Now, because Yvonne Smith, who was like the, so a, a very, I guess, famous UFO researcher and hypnotherapist named Yvonne Smith helped co collect all of these stories together in a series of hypnotic regressions on the Hotel Del Coronado, Coronado night. And she wrote a book called Coronado, which is includes a bunch of transcripts mm -hmm. of her hypnotherapic sessions. And that's what I have with me today. And now, so Mike Evans, what's, re what's really interesting is how it, it all happened at once and they all heard each other get abducted. And how did the, the aliens do it? Was like a room service, room service. Go that, away, go away. That like, is very funny. Ben. Yeah, is it possible? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. That would just be if you were vacationing in like Colombia and you were just getting taken by a bunch of gorillas. <laughs> um, so we're going to read some uh, regressions of, of what happened that night. All of them basically said the same thing. They arrived that Friday. They all were, were every single one of them remarks of being like, and it was the smallest bathroom I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Now, these yeah. people go into this hotel room at the village in and um, anybody who is abducted by aliens. I don't know if it's just being the abducted by aliens, but like just the uh, either the type of people they just choose or yeah. the they're all real weird and they're all the nerds i feel terrible for yeah. the people working the um, village in that weekend that sucks when the uh, ufo convention rolls through town absolutely so the night of saturday so they all kind of had like a get together so they're all there for the this conference bill clinton's also there mm -hmm. uh eating mayonnaise straight out of a packet <laughs> somewhere in the hotel come, yeah. um and this, so Saturday night is when the events took place. Each one of these abductions began with the same thing, with the whole room getting bathed with sort of a blue light. And I'm going to have Ben Kissel here read the part of Yvonne Smith. 
Okay. With me. Yvonne right. Smith is the hypnotherapist uh, that, by the way, let's give uh, some of Yvonne Smith's credentials very quickly before we get into this. After two years of study and a thousand hours of internship at the California Hypnosis Motivation <laughs> Institute, the only accredited hypnosis college in the United States. Yeah, and he was just is, showing up, right? Like he was just like, well, I'm your intern now. But the well, problem okay. with the hypnosis institute is that they just go like, welcome to the institute. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, you're getting sleepy, you're getting sleepy. One, when you open your eyes, you will have graduated from the hypnotist right. <laughs> institute. Five, four, coming out of the hypnosis, uh, you're feeling less sleepy. Two, uh, one. Wow. That is pretty much all I remember from college. Yep. That's about accurate. Yep. Is that the wedding song? Oh, that's nice. Um, She's got her, uh, she got her hypnotherapy certification in 1990, and in 1991, she founded CERO, the Close Encounters Resource Organization. And okay. now these people are all members of CERO. Uh, everybody that got abducted that night, and each one of them either did not know that they had previous abduction experiences, but most of them did. One, some of the stories we will read of other, some of the women that were abducted have some crazy fucking stories. Yeah. And what I also love is the outline that Marcus put together did not include some of the more juicy details uh, <laughs> that happened that night. Again, yeah. is it possible they were just raped? <gasps> Let's well, see. All right, Evans. okay, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, so Mike Evans started with a story of um, he was abducted when he was a boy. Uh, and he, did the, he found this out through uh, regression therapy. And basically as a boy, he woke up, he went on a camping trip. And w- what he would do is he would camp out in his backyard. His grandfather would own lots and lots and lots of land. And so he would have, he had out there, he would like a little creek he went to and a little greenhouse that he would go hide in to like get away from his grandparents. He didn't really, the way he talked about getting away from his grandparents yeah. would seem like, he didn't go into detail, but it right. seemed like there was something happening because he was like, I like to spend a lot of time in that green room. It's just nice to get away from what was going on in the house anyway. Yeah. Are, and so he, um, he was noticing missing time scenarios where he would go out. So a lot of these abduction scenarios where you're going to find out, it's the reason why they go into regression. It's, got, it's a lot of times it's a puzzling experience that they had when they were younger that the way they say the aliens deal with it is sort of like hypnotize you so you don't fucking remember. And they right. put a bunch of bullshit on top of it yeah. so that you can't get to it. Are they nerds because they were abducted or were they abducted because they were nerds? Interesting. Good question. I think they were abducted because they were molested <laughs> yeah. by their grandfather. That's possible. That's so, sad. They go out to this field. He would talk about how you'd go out to his his greenhouse. And sometimes yeah. he'd like, he's like, I go out there in the morning. Next thing I know, it's nighttime. And I it's mean, like, but oh, time just, you know. Yeah, it just goes away when I'm out there. And I got two whole plants. And they take, each one takes about three hours a piece for me to stare at it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything but being inside that house. That's terrible. You're and, supposed to love your grandparents. And yeah. so, well, the story also then, Mike Evans has got the story of he, he awoke on a table. When they go into the regression, he woke on a table being tiny jaw you know almond shaped head huge black eyes has him um, laying down a table and he's got a plate on his left arm that holds his body down also he notices that there is a gigantic x-ray machine the term x-ray machine is also thrown around quite a bit uh, in these specific abductions where they keep talking about like seeing a machine that they think is an x-ray machine and he said that he sat on, he as a boy, he was on this table, and they put a cup over his penis, and then the penis, uh, and this basically, it was a, it, a cup <laughs> like over a his penis. Cup? Like a 
let's say they traveled here from Andromeda, so hopefully it's not a Dixie cup. <laughs> yeah. And it had a snake inside of it that went up inside of his penis and made him ejaculate. And then he felt really embarrassed about ejaculating in front of them, and they're like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. Yeah. All the aliens are very supportive and very cool <laughs> about what they're doing to you. This kid just got hard during his first physical, and he made this all up. Yeah, possibly. Yes. Okay. Ben? <laughs> or are there many dimensions and we are a part of one fragile slice of reality? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was very nervous the first time I got a physical. Dr. Hagness gave it to me. And Ugh. I did beef up a little bit, I'm Ugh. not going to lie. Nah. Disgusting. Yeah, Hagness. <laughs> no, mine goes straight up inside me. Yeah. I don't want him to see I don't want him to see how important I can become. Uh, Mike Evans when he was uh, abducted when the aliens came down uh, he was at one of the few people that was actually like woken up by the light and he assumed that it was just an airplane outside so he went and closed the window absolutely which is now in a post 11 in a post 9-11 world if I think a plane's coming I'm running out of the house (laughs) just just yell yeah just Um, get your last yeah this was in the Clinton years when everything was fucking hunky dory it was great this story is that when Mike Mike Evans is awake is at the hotel. Fast forward to 1994. The hotel told Coronado when Gary when um, when Mike Evans woke up, he woke up with blood on his pillow. Basically, he in his conscious memories that he went to sleep. He woke up. There was blood on his pillow. His wife saw it. They took a picture of it and measured it with the ruler. Oh, he, man, that is a hell assumed, of a nice wife. <laughs> first, he assumed that he had just struck his lip on the sink, but he was like. But no, my lip is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done that a hundred times before. Because it's also bro. possibly an alien programming bit that's put into his brain. Oh. Um, so we're going to read this uh, transcript from a regression done to Mike Evans with Yvonne Smith uh, right now. All right. Uh, okay, now, Mike, uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> Try to do this. Uh, <laughs> Try to do it. Mm. Okay, okay, Mike. Uh, now, as you take deep cleansing breaths, allow the information to come forward as you drift back to March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. It's uh, it's nighttime. Uh, we just pulled up. I get out of the car. I open the screen door and I get through the door. There's nobody at the desk. I ring the bell and this guy comes out. They they live in the back part. I asked him if Alice and Lacey were there, but he said they were gone. So he gives me the key to our room and we get our baggage. And a guy from behind the counter shows us where the elevator is. It's like we walk into this closet-like thing. It's a little (laughs) elevator. Just enough for two people so little. They all talk about this fucking elevator. Yeah. So we go upstairs in the elevator. So small. And you have to close the door. It's like a little cage door inside. And we go up there. But I'm tired. Jean is putting the book away. She's tired. She puts her light out, and I put mine out. I give her a kiss, you know, a winky wink. And I go to sleep. This light. This light is coming through the window. It's waking me up. Uh, what position are you in? Uh, on my back. I see the light. It's like it's like a light. The light's coming through between the, the blinds. It wakes me up. Are you lying on your back in the bed looking at the light? I'm just looking at the light. It's bright. I, I just have the feeling that there's something in a room there. I, I I can't I can't see. There's a lot of light, and I I see like shadows. It's foggy light, and I see shadows in the light. Okay, Mike. Now take a good look around the room and the shadows in the light. How many shadows do you uh, How many shadows do you see? I think I see four. I see them in front of the bed. Yeah, I, I see one of them come 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 over on my side, on my right side. I see him looking down at me. It's a yeah. He has big eyes. He looks down at me. 
I think he's he's turning my head. He has something in his hand. It's like a long object. It has it has something. He's doing something to my ear. It's it's just looking at me. It has a large head, uh, like a very pointy chin. I can see this one very clearly. Very large. Very black eyes. Oh, I see a hand coming up. He has something in his hand. Long, pointy thing. I think he put that in my ear. I don't have pain. I have this buzzing in my ear. It's high-pitched. All right, Mike, take a deep breath and describe what he's putting in your ear. I'm trying to take a look at it. It's a small thing that has, like, a cage over it or something, and it has a high-pitched noise. Okay, just stay focused on what's uh, what's happening in your ear. Everything is coming in very sharp and clear. Do you feel any pain? I don't feel any pain. I can't help but feel you're not being very sympathetic <laughs> to me, Yvonne. <laughs> he turns my head. He puts this thing in my ear. I don't feel anything. The object in this guy's hand, I think it was kind of like a ball in the end of it, like a wire ball. There was something inside the wire, a, a ball, a wire ball. He only had four fingers. He kind of held it like this here. All right, you so I, so I kind of saw it. <laughs> I'm on my back. Your microphone pretty bad on that one. I'm on my back. <laughs> that being is just looking at me. Oh, they all leave. They just left. They were in the light. I, then it got dark in the room. So that's Mike Evans' story of what right. he saw. Yeah. And so basically, what happened after that is that he went to uh, he went to the doctor, and so the blood came from his ear. And so that day, you're gonna also see each one of them woke up, and basically, it was a. Uh, the, the, it, it ruined everybody's day. No one knew what happened. They all woke up all groggy. I had no idea what, what yeah. happened. Everyone had, mild, like, everyone had mild to major flu-like symptoms. Yes, which is very common, which is also Jacques Vallée talks about has been happening since the beginning of time. When people talk about visiting things like the gentry or like when they What's say the that gentry? it is a type of like Irish, like it's a, it's a UK like Remember the hidden people when we did the episode about Iceland? Okay. Uh, about like basically the Hildefic. Like is that they are a group of it's like fairies or, and like otherworldly entities that can take people, but also will give things in exchange for knowledge. Okay. Well, basically, and so it's basically the exact like alien story, but from ancient humankind. And Jacques Vallée would talk about all the time is how people would visit the elves and they'd get really sick. Okay, so it's just always been got, happening. So everyone got the flu there. Was it possible that everyone ate the wrong uh, uh, bagel at the continental breakfast? No, because his wife Gina felt fine. Ah, yeah. So unless there were alien uh, enthusiasts eating different meals from non-alien enthusiasts, because we can probably assume that Gina was not an alien, alien enthusiast, enthusiast and mm. was very mad about spending her vacation days in San Diego at the Coronado <laughs> yeah. Hotel, measuring pools of blood on a pillow. <laughs> it's a very bizarre I gotta weekend. say, it's probably their most exciting day they've had in years. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that they saw a bunch of blood and they imi- uh, immediately were just like, get the ruler, honey. We gotta see how long this one is. But later on down the line, Mike Evans went to Dude. go to get an MRI from the doctor because yeah. he was experiencing a lot of ear pain because the blood that came out of his ear, like, basically had been happening over and over again. He had three more abductions experiences, also got raped again. Okay. Um, where, again, they... they just fish a line up the penis. It's bizarre. It's 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 a it's a different kind of rape than I'm used to hearing. Obviously, the anal probe. It's cliche at this point. They went in for more of a catheter approach. Yes, because huh? uh, they just want to get that sweet sweet jazz. Right, right. Uh, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. all these, you know, ladies as they're getting older, oh, they're looking for us that sweet, sweet jazz because they want a baby, oh, and that's all these aliens want. Yeah, man. and you right. got to get it fresh right out of right the nuts. Up, right the out nuts. of the nuts. Yeah, can't even spend yeah. the time shooting it out into the air. Yeah, that is fresh. And you that, can't just go in and grab, you know, a sock. 
Oh, right. so later, right. so, and then so, anyways, Mike Evans went to get an MRI, and the doctor was like, "Well, you gotta stop cleaning your ear out so crazy. You got a <laughs> puncture wound in there." Oh my! And basically, they found that they had a full puncture wound through his his uh, eardrum. Wow. Here's brand. Yeah. Wow. So something's happening. Yeah. Something's happening. So it was sort of, a, sort of a steel wool type thing. I like this guy's story. It's a little bit different than the traditional story. So it, it gives it some credit. I you think. know, a lot of these stories, they are. And when they did the, the, hypnoti- the hypnotism, uh, they kept all of these people separate. And they didn't yeah. allow any of them to talk to, you know, trade stories or anything like that to contaminate uh, each other's experience. And what's also right. interesting is because they all had experiences being abducted. Yeah. They all knew that. They all knew that they all felt weird that night. And they were all very used to this fact of, like, basically experiencing the abduction and then kind of letting it settle. Mm-hmm. Because that's when the the memories come out is later on. It's like most of the time because the aliens specifically, if you believe that there is a physical component to the abduction scenario and the aliens are taking people and then knocking them out so they don't remember, like they know that. They already know that this is kind of what happens. Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy. Thanks to Bark. Because dog can't give you its opinion. But every month we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled. And then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys. And she's a murderer. She rips these things up. But, you know, we got some high quality, tough toys from BarkBox. And she absolutely loves them. And our family could not be happier. (laughs) And if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah. Very key. You got to communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data and you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus... Me, because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma, blah blah blah. Oh, and it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank, I get it. Yes, but still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help because that's what we all need—a stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 
Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. (laughs) I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in, especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Steven, my guy, but you still refuse. And you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls. And sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand. Because Steven was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile. Because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support. And they hear all about my hands hurting. And how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So the hills are taken on the craft at this point. They're actually being taken. They uh, get taken up a ramp, and they're taken into separate rooms to be given medical examinations. Uh, both of them involved, uh, they involved both physical and mental procedures. Uh, they tested skin, hair, and nail samples. Betty, they both got a bit, they both got some very invasive shit done, and then Betty had this long needle inserted into her navel, right. and she was told that it was a pregnancy test. So let's Listen right now to Betty's own words as to what that experience was. So then they rolled me over on my back. And the examiner had a long needle in his hand. And I see the needle. And it, it's, it's bigger than any needle I've ever seen. And I asked him what he's going to do with it. And he said, just a simple test, it won't hurt me. And I asked him what. And he said, he just wants to put it in my table. It's just a simple test. I don't know it won't happen. I don't know it. I don't know it. And he's a dog. 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 And he
put his hand, runs his hand in front of my eyes. And he says, I'll be all right. I won't feel it. And all the pain goes away. Just a simple walk in the supermarket. You can <laughs> <laughs> are this is a session in which... God, <laughs> Stanton, just ruining every part. They are crushing that supermarket bit, though. Does that sound like a typical trip to the supermarket to you, no. Marcus? And by the way, those two clips are about 30 minutes apart. So that means from like hour 8 to hour 25, they just keep making references to the supermarket yeah. after every single testimony. Oh, I now, love I've it. Been to a supermarket, but I normally get eggs. I don't normally get raped. Yeah, my navel. Am I right, everyone? Yeah, my navel isn't usually penetrated by a needle. They just wanted to make, you know, they're just trying to do some crochet or something. And also, it. I imagine this was like a pregnancy test. I mean, in, in a way that it's just like really just testing the pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Where it, you just see how strong you are pregnant. By sticking yeah. a needle in there and trying to swish it around see if you can kill the baby. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. If it was a pregnancy test, like the, what would you? Yep, that's a baby. <laughs> oh, we just killed it. <laughs> or it looks like it's about at a medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're testing it, testing it like a bizarre turkey or something. It's like when you stick a a, a fork in a cake to see if it sticks. Mmm. Don't get me started. <laughs> so Barney, he definitely got a raw deal as well. Uh, he didn't get a pregnancy test. He got uh, a semen specimen taken from him. Uh, and they did they milk it right, though? If you milk it right, it's they, not so bad. They placed a cup-like device that was placed over his genitals. Uh, he said that he had no orgasm. Oh, well, this is the thing, okay? <laughs> right. Oh, oh, this is uh, this is my new theory. I think Barney, love and love Barney. I think yeah. he's a very serious man. Definitely. I think he's just like, he just kind of glossed over it. I think he was just like, no, I'm, uh, you know, I would say I experienced an orgasm, but I, I, I do believe that there was a, a sperm sample taken we're cut to reality him going like having like fucking body shaking orgasms <laughs> right. aliens aliens having to pin him down to the table while he's going like i'm shooting i'm shooting i'm shooting <laughs> some poor alien kids gotta go try to catch it some, <laughs> one of the one of the aliens who's in over the alien's yeah, face one of the dudes who's in alien jail has to scrape it off the walls afterwards absolutely and he's just like how about we get the a smaller lighter alien to bend over so I could get it in the small of his back. Wow. Well, usually we go down to Earth and we rape them, but I think he raped us. <laughs> and in another thing that he probably glossed over, uh, he said that a thin tube was inserted into his anus, but quickly oh, no. removed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Despite, yeah. despite it, despite his wishes of having it stay in. You think but, that's all I can handle? <laughs> you think that's all I can take? I'm a strong man. No, we didn't actually tell you to lie on your stomach. Uh, you can just turn around. No more butt stuff, huh? You're sure you're done? I can lie here all day. Give it to me again and tell me I can't do it. <laughs> he also said someone felt up his spine counting his vertebrae. Uh, Betty, she confirmed also in the hypnotherapy the whole uh, book thing where she was given a book and then right as she was about to leave, they took it away from her again. Right. Uh, here's an odd fact about the hypnot 
uh, the hypnotist, they both said that the aliens seem to have no conception of time or of colors. They didn't really go into what they meant by that. But right. yeah, they said they have no concept of time, no real conception of colors, which might explain why uh, when they tried to look human, if you want to go for that hypothesis that they are trying to look human rather than us trying to make them look human, why their skin is gray and right. their lips are purple. Right, right, right. Shit's right. just a little bit off. Yeah, it's like every elderly grandmother in the UK. It's just like their their hair's all purple and the makeup's all wrong. <laughs> you know, it's just like they're just kind of missing it. But they think they look gorgeous, and yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, what Jack Filet puts forward is that the reason why these things exist, the reason why they have problems and or, or they have quote unquote problems with understanding quote unquote quote unquote time quote unquote. are you doing oh. air quotes by any chance oh, yeah, right yeah, now yeah. okay it, it's just going a million miles a second <laughs> okay. over there we have a lot click, of quotes click, happening click 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 good um the reason why they do this and they they this is a central part of many abduction scenarios is stuff like when he show the map and they're like where are you guys from and the alien says to betty oh you know like oh, where are, where are you from you tell me where you're from if you can do like why do you care blah 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 what they like to do is set up problems about the about perception of reality, and that is where the phenomena is important. They basically almost lie about not understanding time or understanding colors because the point is that their very existence is supposed to bring about questions of how we perceive time and colors and stuff like that. Oh, All right. right, so they're telling oh, us. I lies. hope you're high. Oh, and yeah, and by the way, uh, the whole time uh, Henry is holding a pen and he is uh, Mm -hmm. flailing it at the screen the entire time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Betty reported a conversation with the, oh, and by the way, the aliens were also very surprised that Barney's dentures could be removed. Ooh, my yeah. grandfather, my grandfather, my grandfather used to do that trick with me all the time when I was. But a it was kiddie. weird is that he had like a sets of like dozens and dozens of dentures, right, from like all over the middle of Europe. <laughs> no, this was my grandfather that was from America, and yeah. your father was in the NYPD. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know how big his gold collection was. Well, I don't know how big my grandfather's gold collection was. I have tiny pieces of gold, like like tooth-sized pieces Mm. of gold. I think that we discussed off-air curbing it (laughs) (laughs) with the the grandfather talk. I had another American grandfather who had dentures, and he took them out of his mouth, and I would laugh and laugh and laugh and put them in my mouth, but I already had teeth, so I had a lot of teeth. So Betty reported that the leader, uh, that that she understood English. Barney also said that he heard them speaking in a weird mumbling language that he didn't understand, but he also understood them in English. So Mm. there was, they were kind of going back and forth between speaking to them in their language. Remember that weird kind of European accent uh, and a sort of like mumbling language, like a weird language, almost like they were trying to figure it out between each other. A full muddled, a muddling of the English language. Yeah, but even so, Barney also said uh, that when they communicated with him, uh, he said that there seemed to be, uh, quote, thought transference. 
Right. Uh, and he didn't really know. He had no idea what telepathy was at the time. Uh, so that was the only way that he could really explain it. Uh, and they said that both of them said that they never observed the beings mouths moving right. when they were speaking to them. They were communicated in communicating in English, but they weren't actually saying the words out loud. All I know thing is that's interesting, know- too, is how he perceived the eyes. The eyes to him were always floating in front of him. Like while like so while they're kind of chipping away at the block he had about the missing time, like leading into the the interrupted journey is incredibly long book. I read the whole thing when they're leading up to the actual reveal of like him being on the craft. He's saying that during this whole time, he kept getting stuck on eyes hovering in trees. Sort of like they say about the owl symbolism, mm-hmm. like when they see stuff. And the way he put it is that what it brought ease eventually, because he started thinking and he was like, what is that? What is, what are those eyes? What are those, what are those eyes? Oh, they're like the Cheshire cat. Oh, he's just the Cheshire cat. And started getting focused on this thing. It's very interesting how he perceives how telepathy can do that. Just kind of override your whole function of, of perception. Right, that right. it all becomes gobbledygook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just knew that they knew that he was thinking what he was thinking, and he knew that what they were thinking, even though no words were expressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, and they both ex- expressed that. Like that was both reported by them. Mm-hmm. Also, like when you go to Taco Bell. Yes, they know <laughs> I'm in there to just buy half of the menu, and if it's a Pizza Hut uh, combo Taco Bell. Throw in some breadsticks, <laughs> but put some cheese on them, but just charge me for the breadsticks. That's one of my funny jokes. <laughs> yes. So as they left the craft, the way they uh, explained, the way they uh, described the treatment that the aliens gave them is that they, the aliens treated uh, Betty and Barney how humans might treat experimental animals, right. like how we would treat a monkey in a cage. Still well, but also still with... Uh, no emotion. Uh, so after they were released, they were given hypnotic suggestions so they would remember nothing of the experience, which is what supposedly uh, accounts for uh, the amnesia, which was broken by the counter hypnosis. Right. Uh, and I've got a quote here from Dr. Stanton Friedman, our man uh, from the video. Uh, he said, apparently he was described uh, by one of the sources that I found as being, quote, a nuts and bolts man. Uh, he issued a statement that said, "By no stretch of the imagination could anyone who knows them conclude that they were nuts." <laughs> I thought he was a nuts and bolts man, though. So he's just a bolts guy. No nuts. No nuts to be found. Yes, you guys. Just your typical trip to the grocery store. I don't want to talk about my movie, but let's give a little bit of a talk about my movie. Yes, indeed. I I would love to hear about it. It's called Stanton Finds His Balls. Oh, wow. Where were they? You know what's funny? They were between my pockets. (laughs) I can't believe it. Isn't that the place to keep them? Live from your grave. Well, up on Flying Saucer Hill. Not yet named Flying Saucer Hill. Only named Flying Saucer Hill. (laughs) There, she saw the same silver spaceship she'd seen three times before, using clouds as camouflage. Suddenly, the 60-foot diameter saucer, complete with a rounded dome and portholes, lowered itself until it was no more than a yard off the ground, pulsating with a hum so loud that Elizabeth's ears popped. Cool. 
When Elizabeth looked into the porthole, however, she did not see the unsettling sight of an alien gray or a reptilian or an insectoid. What did she see? Ben Kissel sitting at the porthole in four <laughs> No, He's no. eating free hot dogs and he is ogling a 40-year-old mother with a cesarean scar. Mm-hmm. Sure. Instead, she beheld the most beautiful man she'd ever seen, sporting a shock of white hair. At last, my love has come along. Okay. From her account. Elizabeth felt a sense of affinity and love from his slight smile, so gentle that it caused her heart to miss a beat, with eyes so soft she dared not look into them again. Coming for you, Liz. Is it love (laughs) if she got a heart murmur while staring at him? No, man, that's what love is. I thought that I was brutally sick when I met Natalie. But after this brief moment of intense connection, the ship abruptly rose into the air and took off with a flash of light, just as the ship she'd seen with her first husband had done years before. But even though there was an obvious spark of affection, the UFO did not return for another 18 months. But since Elizabeth had been practicing telepathy on horses and plants and such for years, she sensed the ship's return once it came back into planet Earth orbit. Turns out this horse also wants a carrot. Yeah, yeah. you and guys. This, this horse wants a carrot. Uh, this is for a thing out there. You guys, you guys are lonely, huh? You guys, I hear, I've heard people talk about they're lonely, trying to sure. find that other person. Mm-hmm. Try to talk to plants with your mind for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe you'll know when the one shows up. Put on Mort Garson's Plantasia. Start fucking just like really learn to about. play the fucking Moog, man. Like play some Got synthesizer. To. Make your own way in the world. Make your own way in the world. Be your own vibe. Actively speak to other people. No, no, no. You can't Uh, speak. Well, it's because the only person, the only person you should be with should be the person who hears you thinking at them when you meet them. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when she felt the presence of the flying saucer near, she ran to the top of Flying Saucer Hill and found the UFO had landed. This time... The tall, beautiful man was standing beside it like a teenager waiting to pick up his horny, horny prom date. I got you a corsage. (laughs) So Elizabeth ran to the tall, white alien, and he swept her up in his arms, swinging her around and laughing. He asked, quote, Not afraid this time. To which she answered, I have known your face within my heart all my life. The alien soon introduced himself as Akon, a scientist from the planet Meton. Oh my God, a scientist. Wow. (laughs) And brought Elizabeth aboard. He got a job. (laughs) He's bona fide. Brought Elizabeth aboard, his classic flying saucer. Once inside, Akon introduced Elizabeth to the pilot named Shiron. There's a lot of rhyming here. Okay. Shiron was... Shira was just as striking as Akon. Yep, handsome as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Akon, Elizabeth said, had straight, long, golden white hair with high cheekbones, light gray eyes, and aquiline nose. Okay, okay. so it's Akon and Sheeton, and they're from Heton. Sheeton. No, <laughs> Meeton. Okay, so it's Akon, Sheeton, and they're from Heton. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. This guy, Akon, kind of looked like uh, an alien Adrian Brody. With the hair of Edgar Winter. The perfect oh. man. <laughs> wow. He's a good actor. 
Yeah. Akon's clothes were fairly standard for an alien, a one-piece, form-fitting, shimmery garment with only hands and head exposed, although gloves and a headpiece were nearby. The head, Elizabeth noted, was also form-fitted, with slits for the eyes, nose, and mouth, like a somewhat less aggressive version of the gimp mask. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man, you got, he's got how he concentrates. Yeah. Now, from what Elizabeth said about the only thing on her mind at this moment was carnal romance. Oh, yeah, man. Made her fucking wet downstairs. Yeah. But you're fucking married, Liz. No, married. she's divorced. She's divorced at this time. Oh, is she divorced during this she's time divorced. period? She's divorced. Yeah, man. Oh. Remember the second, second husband left her I thought because that this he was couldn't during. handle this. I thought it was because she was getting eaten out all the time in space, and that's why he left. No. Carnal romance no, no, is so him. carnal romance is so close to sounding like carnival romance, and you would be amazed what you could do with a hot dog. Dude, uh. man, carnival romance... You don't think there's not some massive fucking happen behind the Ferris wheel, my friend? <laughs> but Akon told her that he had observed Elizabeth all her life, had watched her <laughs> as a child, and had wanted to be with her, but needed to wait until she had grown up in the knowledge and understanding that came from repeated visitation teasing. We have a saying on me time. Um, if there's grass on the field... <laughs> You play with the ball. <laughs> At some point, I want the ladies to to comment on this. At some point, like, when does it become, oh, you stalked me my entire life and you were attracted to me since I was four years old. Um, well, Like, that sounds creepy, right? There's What's a the, song. Actually, I think there's a song about it. Like, what, what is this like? Uh, a girl, you'll be a woman soon. Is that yeah, what it is? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's waiting for her to turn legal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, at that moment, after this somewhat creepy statement, he kissed her. And this, as Elizabeth Clare wrote in her book, is what happened next. <laughs> A magical electric current seemed to fuse us together in an eternity of ecstasy. In that moment, I knew that the art of love was of the mind and soul, not only of the body. Smiling at my thoughts, he put his hand <laughs> gently under my chin, tilting my head back and looking deep into my eyes. We rarely mate with earth women, <laughs> he said. When we do, we keep the offspring to strengthen our race and infuse new blood. Oh, yeah. interesting. Before they could mate and strengthen the race... Akon gave Elizabeth a very long and extremely detailed tour of the mothership. <laughs> oh my, it immediately <laughs> he gets boring. Her. Yeah, he immediately, like, he's just been like, this here's the trigon from Plankham Nicken. It turns, <laughs> it turns energy into meter cubes. And she's just like, interesting. Oh, you're tall and you have a job. <laughs> yeah, he's describing all the technology that made space travel possible. Just put immediately simply, turned into Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, put simply, Akon said that the spaceship converted pure energy into physical substance through its smooth circular shape, transforming it into a combination of matter and antimatter as the outer skin energized in alternating pulses. Oh so God. you're going to eat my pussy now. <laughs> yeah, not Sooner yet. Sooner than... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this process, this process, it Akon sounds said. like this guy would be a fan of Jay Leno's garage. <laughs> I know, <laughs> Akon was cool, but now I'm thinking, like, I don't care about the dashboard. <laughs> well, this process, Akon said, is achieved, quote, by pressing that red button. 
<laughs> that the glorious Wait. red button. So you big, don't, Aiken, you don't Shiny. know shit. You are just, a, you are just. If, so scientists created this, and you just hit the button. You don't do yeah. anything. No, no but he's it's, a pilot. that's how it's made. Is that you hit the button, you hit the big red button, and then you go vroom vroom. But I don't know anything about say. cars. That's all I do on my truck. I hit the button, but I can't tell you about cars. That's yeah. all he had to say. He was yeah. trying to show. He was trying to impress her, bro. Yeah, but that's how it turns on. After the big red button was pushed, an electrogravitic field created a vacuum that encircled the ship, <laughs> enabled it to shift without the restriction of speed and without sound. Uh, technically, this is what they they some some scientists like with the UAP like group was trying to study was this shit. The idea of now, gravity wells. Okay. Yeah, the whole of its propulsion system, he said, was the combination of electric, magnetic, tempic, and resonated forces. The unified field. As uh, now we're heading into Marianne Williamson territory. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this is cool. also what she said it was she was going to do to fix the government. <laughs> well, and listen to that episode of Top Hat when I interviewed her. She's a lovely person. Yeah, she couldn't be any worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, the tempic or time field maneuvers the spaceship from one time field to another, which is how UFOs tend to appear or disappear very suddenly. They're not actually moving through space; they're moving through. Time. Well, you know, sure. Whatever fucking floats your boat, bro. When? All I know is it's fucking $5 a gallon for gas right now in LA. So fucking, if, if that's time, I guess if time is money, then yes, I put about fucking 60 bucks a time into the, my fucking car every week. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, controlling the temperature field, meanwhile, allows the ship complete mobility and control over the velocity. I think it basically removes, removes friction, right? I sure. think. Yes. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so after explaining the spaceship technology, Akon fed Elizabeth salads and golden fruit juice. <laughs> the golden Wait, fruit what was juice the thing? Golden <laughs> fruit juice? Golden it's fruit pit. juice, yes. It's piss. He no, says apple that juice is also golden. It could be. <sighs> he says it's golden fruit juice. We don't know what it tasted like. She apparently liked it. It could still be pissed because some people could. like drinking piss. But she, he, he presented all of this. He's like, we grow this right here on the ship. Because <laughs> well, where? We do where not do need to get go. On the yeah. ship. Push the button. You'll see. <laughs> it's this other red button. <laughs> so after explaining all that, Akon's brother Haben showed up. And explained, as all aliens tend to do, that we're pretty much doing everything wrong here on Earth. Uh, oh my God, they're Canadians? Yes. Akon <laughs> and Haben gave the same old, same old about Earth not being ready for interstellar no travel, travel because, because we're, we're too, too mean, mean and violent. Too violent. Hey, what if I fucking beat the shit out of you? <laughs> what if I just do that? Men, they said, were poisoned by stupidity and ignorance and will eventually, quote, Smother themselves in their own filth. Well, you're dressed like an idiot, Akon. How about that? How about this that? is a form-fitting outfit. It was made by space tailors. <laughs> space silk. Okay. Aww. So maybe you think about that, you unwashed fucking monkey. You have <laughs> You got yeah. long hair. You look like someone's lesbian aunt. I've heard that before. Oh, thank you, Akon. You got that from Twitter. Akon, it's man's fucking right to smother himself in his own filth. Fuck yeah, dude. Very yeah. true. America, bro. Very true. Akon also said that they tried making contact with Earth authorities, but every single time, whatever Air Force they contacted tried to either shoot them down or ram their spaceships with their airplanes. And they don't yeah, understand. I don't think that's true. We're trying to teach the Air Force about the clitoris. <laughs> they will not listen. 
<laughs> well, Haman then took a big left turn in the conversation, saying that he too had been watching Elizabeth since she was a child, okay, this and that is they'd so- all collectively chosen her to mate with Akon. Yeah, so what they did to Drew Barrymore. This is horrible. <laughs> so now they have. So now it's two brothers and this other person. Yeah, the they all they all been staring sexually at a little girl, and they <sighs> all decided when she was old enough, they'd let the tallest one fuck her. Yeah, and by old enough, it's like she's in her mid forties at this point. She's, she's, like 40, she's like forty six, forty seven. Yeah, man, that's and has already had two kids because life doesn't end at forty. Because no, you should be. But that's when a woman really ripens into something you can <laughs> sure. really chaw on. I just don't know if she wanted to make this a family affair. Does she? What does she think at this point? She's she loving every minute in of love it. and love, okay. love. I'll sidestep in this creepy statement for a bit. Akon put his race in relation to humans, possibly to seem just the slightest bit less alien. Akon said that his civilization had first existed on Venus, but moved to Earth eons ago because the sun had expanded its corona and belched lethal radiation all over their home planet, killing all flora and fauna on Venus forever. Okay. Eventually, the Venusians had to leave Earth as well for the same reason, although the corona belch the second time around only killed the dinosaurs. I don't know if that's what killed the dinosaurs. No, we know, for, that it was, we know for certain that it was the asteroid, don't we? I think that there's there's several theories still. I might be wrong on this, but I do believe that there is also a theory that they were killed by a virus. Uh. And mixed with the asteroid. That it all hit, that it all happened. But then it was a, it's just all it was a massive extinction event in many layers. And I heard also the dinosaurs maybe became extinct because of diabetes. Uh, yes. They actually had a horrible mm. diet in many cases. Mm. But then again, uh, to be slightly optimistic, look out your window. Do you see a bird that have the dinosaurs died? Whoa. I do not think so. Oh. Aren't the dinosaurs still with us? Live, oh. aren't they? Mm. Eggs. Oh. I got 12 dinosaurs in my fucking refrigerator right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, think about it, man. At one point, fucking Earth, just a bunch of fucking dinosaurs Fuck and yeah, Venusians, yeah. man. Yeah, man. And okay. Ringo. You yeah. see that movie where Ringo's <laughs> hanging out with his dinosaurs? It's a caveman movie? I believe it. Raquel Welch. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing about the, t- uh, the T-Rex, there's no way they could find a drummer for a T-Rex band. So Ringo has to come and save the day. <laughs> you, the are, you are the living end. Living, living end. end. Yeah. Well, according to Chiron, some Venusians did stay behind in an underground city in Antarctica, safe from the radiation. Presumably, they're still there. Yeah, it's hanging out, man. Yeah. But Meton. That's where the good weed is at. Yeah. <sighs> Hydroponic. But Meton, or Venus 2, as they called it, was a peaceful, natural place. This, Akon said, is where he and Elizabeth would mate. It's just yeah. such a funny idea of explaining all of this, like, <laughs> planetary history, all the solar system stuff. And then finally, and that's what brings us to Venus 2, where we'll fuck. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's it. But it not, all boils yet. Out to, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You know, I'm not for war, but I think peace is a little overrated because if they're like, oh, it's peaceful, that means nothing happens. No one can ever scream like, you know, sometimes the peace has to be interrupted in a random Starbucks. I don't think someone's becoming a real Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying if everything is super peaceful, isn't it a little boring? 
I don't know. I, I I tend to be okay if I don't see violence for a while. Not necessarily. I could not see open violence. violence we yeah. saw a man die in front of our eyes in Baltimore. Right. Um, oh, that's all true. those people got shot in front of our venue in Portland. And that's all true. The, you know, like there's a lot going on that okay, yeah. we don't dial yeah. down. That's a good yeah. point. But yeah, then. there was no time in any of that in which I thought. Awesome. Cool. Fuck right. <laughs> like, it. Hell yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. As long as we can still have sports in a peaceful world, so then you oh, can yes. get your yeah, violence out of course. That's that where you should, yeah. that's where it should be. Okay, yeah, 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 keep it there. I just need to see somebody bleed. Yeah. But as I was saying, they're going to mate on meet on, but not yet. Just as they were sharing electrical kisses, Akon told Elizabeth that she was actually a Venusian. You're very oh. mature for your age. <laughs> I'm 41 years old. <laughs> she was the reincarnation of a long lost soulmate. But despite oh. this, he could not take her to meet on then and there to fuck. Instead, Why? he said, quote, Our lives are entwined as a thread of gold weaves a pattern in the sky. My love, my life, my chosen mate. I will return to possess you. And so the seed of my love within your delicate body. The mark of my love will remain within your soul forever. Because nobody wants to see us together, but it don't matter, no. Nobody mm. wants to see us together. Mm -hmm. Write that song down. Yeah, songs very about a, popular. Songs about a horribly abusive relationship that the yes. family is trying to save that girl from. But then, yes. but then the guy says, "Yeah, see, that's why you should love me because they hate me." And then yeah. that ends up in a massive divorce, or maybe she's even dead. So, what a great message for the kids! That's what an great Akon, message. man. That's Akon, man. That's Akon. Also, this is the only point in the story where I think she might be making it up because no man, alien or human, would ever be that romantic. <laughs> you don't know. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Stream the live TV you love for 40 bucks a month with Sling TV. Sling is football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Get breaking news from MSNBC, CNN, and Fox. Sling is reality TV, kid shows, and more. Sign up in minutes and start streaming live TV at home or on the go. Flexible channel lineups and no long-term contracts. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love.